WBNE. Howdy, Yokes. Before we get started today, we just want to let you know that this episode, Breaking on Eggs, is brought to you by our patrons. And if you want to be our patron, but you don't want to spend money on it, that's totally okay. You won't be a patron, but you can really help out Ethan and I uh, if you go to iTunes and you review the podcast. I would really appreciate it if you reviewed the podcast. That would be really super duper awesome. I want to see, I think last week I said 300. This week, I want to see a thousand. I want to see a thousand reviews on iTunes. So if you have haven't already then go do it and if you have then make like 20 fake accounts and really just knock that bad boy right out of the park because people haven't done that yet and i don't know maybe it's time to do that we're just trying different stuff i love bacon and eggs this is my favorite i like you too dear listener thanks for hanging out with us this week anyway we're about to go talk about ghostbusters i don't really have much else to say here but go and review the show and then um tell your mother that you love bacon and eggs that you love bacon and eggs movie lovers podcast and if you don't want to tell your mom then uh tell her uh carpool buddies that you listen to bacon and eggs and see what they say yeah all right on with the show howdy yokes and welcome back to bacon and eggs i'm tyler carlin and i'm ethan edgehill and today we're busting ghosts again so steal a baby and turn the statue of liberty into a gundam because today we're bringing you ghostbusters 2 The worst line of any song ever. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't occur to me that it could mean anything other than ghost busting. It's not supposed to occur to you. But like this isn't this is an 80s Bill Murray comedy. It's gotta be risque. Risque. In so many small ways. Uh this 80s Bill Murray comedy was directed by Ivan Reitman. It was released on June 16, 1989, which is just a short 1,000, no, 11,169 days ago, as of this recording. As of Bill Murray. <laughs> Uh, on a $30 million budget, it made $215 million worldwide. It got a 53% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and surprisingly, fans agree, a 61% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 56 on Metacritic. Um, Ethan. Tyler. <laughs> I, before we get to the professional reviews, I just want to hear some Ethan thoughts on Boast Gusters 2. It's a zero. It's a zero. Interesting. Now, I... Uh, I barely missed out on like the 1980s. Like, I think my parents were like, yeah, the 70s happened, but the 80s just, well, they didn't happen. Yeah, you've seen a lot of 70s movies? No, I haven't. Yeah, exactly. But I haven't seen a lot of 80s movies either. Uh, but I like Yeah, which is weird movies. because like our generation for the most part like loves the 1980s. Loves the 1980s movies. Like there's a lot of people that in, in our generation specifically will be like, oh, my favorite movie is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And they'll get into arguments with people's favorite movie is The Breakfast Club. Yes. It's like, wait, but And I'm sitting, I'm sitting here like, um, a lot of my favorite movies came out either like before 1960 or last week. Yeah. Yeah. I do like a lot of movies that came out within the past week. Uh, but then I, I don't, don't want to say that because I don't even know what's come out since. Sundance is next week. Yeah. But like when we say this next Thursday, I literally don't know what's coming out. Not Morbius. Not Morbius. Don't know what Morbius is. Jared Leto plays a Marvel vampire in the Sony universe, but you're going to love this kicker. Michael 
Keaton is there, apparently as Vulture. What's that supposed to mean, huh? I don't know. You know what I can't wait for? Mad speculation. You know what I can't wait for? What? When they bring Saturday Night Live back and they get Timothy Chalamet to play like grown up Finn Wolfhard as Mike from Stranger Things watching Finn Wolfhard in Ghostbusters Afterlife. Okay. Because cause, like Ghostbusters you know, like, obviously didn't Bill exists. Hader, didn't Bill Hader, a real life SNL cast member, just portray grown up Finn Wolfhard? Did he? In it Chapter 2? Do you... Do you truthfully think I saw the second half of It, the movie I didn't see the first half of? Uh, Fine. Bill Hader works. I don't care. Sure. Bill Hader playing, you know, 30, 40 year old Mike from Stranger Things watching a kid that looks exactly like he used to look in Ghostbusters. Because Ghostbusters exists in the Stranger Things canon. Like, they dress up in Stranger Things as Venkman. Everybody wants to be Venkman. Everybody wants to be Venkman. So that's what I'm saying is, like, therefore, Ghostbusters Afterlife exists in the future of the Stranger Things universe. Yes. So Finn, so, Finn Wolfhard, when when Mike is a grown up, will watch Finn Wolfhard when Mike is a kid. I'm I'm so scared for what? I, it's just a lot. It was it was it was Bill Hader. Okay. I just okay. So Ghostbusters two is this not like other series where people are like, oh, the they're all beloved except for the Godfather Part three. Um, or is this the Godfather Part Three? I mean, there's only two of these. Well, so there was <laughs> first of all, let's talk about um, let's talk yeah, about last week professional we, we reviews. The, oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. Because I have I have literally thoughts on this topic. Was there this one? What's interesting to me? I don't think I knew enough about this movie to have made a comment on it yesterday when we watched the 2016 version uh, a week ago. Um, this one was pretty much led by Sigourney Weaver and Bill Murray. Like everybody else, felt like a side character. Can we get a professional review before we start diving into things? Yeah, I'm, I'm stalling. Yeah, I don't want to stall because I have thoughts on the topic that you just brought up, but I want to give the professional reviews before we get further down the line. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, what's your negative professional review? I have a negative review from Jonathan Rosenbaum of the Chicago Reader, and he says, there's very little energy in this follow-through. There's very little energy in the follow-through, and this time Murray's lifelessness seems more like, I can't read today, apparently. Brown apparently leather, not. yellow leather. You Take did a, this one in the last week, too. Tip of the tongue, teeth, and the lips. I find if you just say the cast member names of the Ghostbusters movies, it's way easier. Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, Peter Vinkman. <laughs> Peter Vinkman. Egon Spengler. <laughs> is that how you warm up every day before the podcast? Oh my god. So this is gonna be a thing that I have to cut out for the actual episode, but be a thing that the uh the um the, the unedited crowd, the tennies can listen to. Anecdote redacted. <laughs> and that phrase has just been rattling around in my brain for like seven days now. Mr. Popper's Penguins, just on the topic of Mr. Popper's Penguins, for those of you just joining us, you just missed a great bit. A great bit. Uh, you should check out the $10 tier on Patreon. But Mr. Popper's Penguins on the topic. I remember the movie came out and I was like, how dare you defile this excellent novel with cinema? Because if Are I recall you a big fan of the Mr. Popper's Penguins book? I, 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 if I recall correctly, as a child, I read it probably as much as I read Sorcerer's Stone between I, ages zero and I learned 42 seconds ago that it was a book. No. Yep. Had a great cover. It has one of the best worst scripts 
ever written. The, like, the dialogue the, is insane in that movie. Mr. Popper's Penguin? Yeah, every, everything starts with the letter P. Really? It's it's like, you listen to it, and you're like, there's a lot of P words. It's like, they watched that scene for V for Vendetta, where he only speaks in V words, and they were like, we can do this with a whole movie about penguins. But it's a total garbage pile. Like, it's a bad movie. I don't think I saw the film. 48% on Rotten Tomatoes? I don't know, man. Sounds like it's worth a bacon I saw and it recently, review. and it was not good. It was one of those things where, like, I had watched, I had put something on on TV, and it came on afterward. Oh, and I was just like, move. okay, I'm going to watch the first half of Mr. Popper's Penguins. And I was like, this is trash, but this script is incredible. Well, Richard and Florence Atwater uh, wrote the Newberry Honor book, uh, Mr. Popper's Penguins, and I loved it that's, as a child. That's very cool. Uh, you know who else writes things? Jonathan Rosenbaum of the Chicago Reader. <laughs> And he wrote the words, there's very little energy in the follow through. And this time, Murray's listlessness seems more anemic than comic. It lacks iron, Ethan. It lacks iron in its bloodstream. <laughs> we could use Ian McKellen in the 2000 epic X-Men playing the character Magneto to come and put some iron in this movie's blood. You know, it's crazy. This Do is the new character I play where I talk like that all the time and everybody you know unsubscribes crazy? and deletes I wanna their pledge. Ask you, I want to ask you if you know what's crazy. What? The 2000 epic uh, X-Men yeah? uh, came out 16 years after uh, Ghostbusters and 20 years ago now. Is it actually 2000? Did I get that right? Uh, there was at least some X-Men content in 2000, right? I thought so. I typed the word X-Mean into Google. <laughs> Uh, X-Men film series. Yep, 2000. Nailed it. Uh, the Variety staff in 2007 uh, wrote, Kids will find the oozing slime and ghastly ghostly apparitions to their liking, and adults will enjoy the preposterously clever dialogue. Preposterously clever. Man, I can read too. Peter Vinkman. Egon Spengler. Egon Spengler. Ray Stance. Hardemeyer, the prosecutor. I am not the Jaws mayor. Do not call me the Jaws mayor ever. <laughs> Annie Potts. Can I ask you a question, Ethan? Mm, yes. Since we covered Ghostbusters two weeks ago, yeah. how many ads have you gotten for Ghostbusters related, like Ghostbusters related ads have you seen on your Twitter feed? Oh, I don't mean ads. It's insane. I, I, I got an ad today. For I got an ad books? today. What? For QuickBooks? No. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I got an ad today for the secondhand sneaker retailer Goat telling me that I can buy, if I download Goat, Goat, I can buy the K-Swiss Ghostbuster shoes. I got an ad for QuickBooks that Annie Potts was in at... Well, as Janine, like just a freaking random QuickBooks ad with the secretary from Ghostbusters. Yeah, well, you know, they're about to make a new Ghostbusters. It's but on I the mean, brain. I Oh, it's so on the brain. I mean, we really tentpoled this bad boy. I mean, earlier this year, earlier this year, not this year, earlier last year, like the, the 80s have not gone anywhere. People still love these movies. There was that whole uh, Domino's ad with Jean Ralphio as Ferris Bueller ordering a pizza. That's good. Good stuff. Yeah, where it's like the shop, the side by side shop for shop, where he's running through the neighborhood and everything to to pick up the pizza and not to beat his dad home. Yeah. Anyway, so you talked about um, what God, what were you even talking about? Now I had thoughts. Um, oh yeah. So this is this is what happens. Like people. So this this made a little bit less money than the last Ghostbusters did, right? Yeah. 
And they were like, okay, it's a good place to call it. Sounds good. Oh, critics didn't love it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're, we're just going to stop right here. You did one in 1984 and one in 1989. We're good on the Ghostbusters. If Ghostbusters 1 came out in 2016, it wouldn't be Ghostbusters Afterlife coming out this year. It would be Ghostbusters Four. Yes, that is accurate. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. The first one gets a 94, the second one gets a 53, they still make a third one. Yeah. 100%. They're, they're making a third one now, in 2020. <laughs> The whole the whole franchise mentality goes so deep that they were like, gotta dig this one up. Do you know what's crazy? Is I was like, case in point, Jumanji the next level, not as well received with critics, but Jumanji the next level was a was the third entry from a nineties movie. It is also better received than by critics than the sequel. Then Jumanji Walking to the Jungle. No. It had yes, we've been over this. Uh, we went over this in the episode where we talked about it. It has a higher Rotten Tomato score. Then Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Still? That doesn't sound right. Because currently it's a 71, so there's no way. Yeah, it's currently losing. But that's okay. Are you just writing something to me on Skype? Is it just a mean no, message? No, I'm just I'm checking Rotten Tomatoes. 76. Yeah, so when it opened, it was not losing. It was a 78 to a 76. Okay, that's fair. I'll give you that. Original Jumanji got a 54. Okay, so yeah, Jumanji, it's gone <laughs> good, better, best. <laughs> yes. Now, it I don't think only... the new one is, is better than Welcome to the Jungle, but uh, critics did when it first opened. I don't know. Either way, it's... It, if it lands at 71, it's a five-point fall-off, and, and it's they're making a ton of money. They have every right to make a third Jumanji. Yeah, and they better. And you know what? Here's the thing, is they decided not to make a Ghostbusters 2016 too. Yes, they are making a sequel, I guess a sequel. No, they, they they scrapped the sequel to Ghostbusters 2016 and, and instead are doing Ghostbusters Afterlife. That, that Okay, that was my understanding as well. Yeah. Which is a sequel to Ghostbusters 2. Yes, it has, it is, it, the, the Ghostbusters 2016 is non-canonical. Correct. You know, I did enjoy it. I, 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 I we talked about it yesterday, a week ago. Uh, you know what? I'll be, having watched them back to back, I'm going to be straight up honest with you. It's better than Ghostbusters 2. It is better than Ghostbusters 2. Ghostbusters, this was the first time, because like, like I said, I have typically watched them on like AMC when it's Ghostbusters 1 followed by Ghostbusters 2. And I, I get up and down and watch the movie partially, you know, two movies for six, for between. five hours. Yeah. yeah, but this time I sat down. I got up this morning and was like, "God, I do not want to watch another Ghostbusters movie." By the time it was over, I was ready to like never think about what is his name, Slimer. The first one is like an hour and forty six minutes, with including credits. That's like that's like an hour and forty minutes of movie. That's so good for Ghostbusters. Oh, it's this perfect. is so much longer. That sixteen minutes they put onto this one is so much longer. It is so much longer. Also, and it is I watched it for free on AMC instead of renting it for four dollars. It was oh, like, oh, mm -hmm. you got uh, you you watch it with ads, and it was like, okay, cool, cool, that's fine. I figured you know it'd be like like Hulu where they do like a, a fifteen second ad break every thirty uh -huh. minutes. Uh -uh, no, I was I like every ready. every fourteen minutes. It was two and a half minutes of ads. Yeah, I was not committing to that life for even a minute. But I then by, by the time I realized that was happening, I was already halfway through and I'm like, I'm not going to rent it now that I'm halfway through. I would have signed up for like AMC Supreme for $4.99 a month. Cancel at any time. I thought about it. <laughs> Cancel in an because hour I forgot, and a half. <laughs> I forgot uh, that Better Call Saul starts on Sunday. Oh, see, see this is you're, you think about all the AMC content you could be getting. I know I need to watch Better Call Saul season four and then uh, watch season five when it starts on Sunday. Have you not seen season four? I have not. You're missing out. People are going to call Saul. It started. Uh, I think they, they started season four like October 17th, 2018. Okay. So I, I understand why you haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it just didn't, it happen? hasn't happened. But then I was like, you know, I've just been sort of not wanting to die. I think I'm ready to dive back into that universe, but it was a little too like close to home there for a right, while. Right. 
I haven't seen El Camino yet either. I have not either. I heard it was very, very good. Got snubbed I, at the Oscars though. Yeah, it doesn't. It didn't go anywhere in theaters. Could have. If they yeah, but it, it was didn't win an Oscar. It didn't. <laughs> it's gonna instead win Emmys. Oh yeah. Because it's going live on AMC this weekend. Oh cool. In 2020, so it can compete for the 2020 Emmys. Brutal. They didn't want to compete against Game of Thrones. The Game of Thrones season whatever was bad. It doesn't matter. It's still gonna win awards. I know. And the long fight sequence. Would you guys? Even Bacon and Eggs was talking about that. That episode was sick. Also, I didn't have that much of a problem with the last season, but I liked the last three seasons of Lost. So what do I know? I don't know what you know. I know I know a lot about Ghostbusters 2, which we have said nothing about. Can I, t- I watched it over. I watched it started last night. I watched the first half and finished it this morning. I watched the second half. Um, it, I still laughed. I still. Oh, it's so funny. I still like the characters. They're still in it. Uh, it's I hated forty percent as quippy. It is forty percent as quippy, and it never really draws you in. No, there's never any stakes. Yeah, like, I, like the okay, like I think the the use of the baby was like it only made me uncomfortable. And it could have been so good. There was the, there was the bones of a truly great movie here. A, another you know a ninety percent sequel. It just didn't it didn't land. It was it, and you know it's five years is a long time. It was a long time. The only person that looked any older was Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, but that's because the. She looked older cast. at all, actually. Really? Yeah. Oh, she's like a like an icon in the first one. I still thought she was pretty good looking. I mean, I, I still think she's good looking. Yeah. Put Laura Dern in Avatar 2020. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, Sigourney Weaver has aged marvelously, I think. Well, she was an Avatar, so 10 years ago. That she, was 11 she, years ago. 11 years ago, she looked great. <laughs> yeah. Could still be true. Could be a lie. Who knows? Not I. I have no idea when these pictures are from because they all look the same. So <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and assume that she has not aged in 11 years. <laughs> She I don't know if I've in, seen uh, her anything recently. Except in, she was she was in Finding Nemo as a voice or Finding yeah, Dory as a I voice. I was gonna say the same thing. I was gonna say her voice is in Finding Dory. Great, great. One of the best cameo uses ever. Of like a not not a cameo in like a bit part, but like as a as an actor playing an actor. Yes. Like the fact that they just acknowledged that she was Sigourney Weaver and thought that Sigourney Weaver was God. <laughs> It is still like I, I love Finding Dory more than I would say ninety percent of people, but it, it it still makes me laugh just to think about. Hug time. Anyway, uh, Ghostbusters two, yeah, it's it's not as funny, and it's just not it's not as anything. It's like it's like half the movie the first one was. You know, there's a there's a part where they like they keep getting arrested and taken to you know psychiatric wards. Oh, you know what? Yeah, what frustrates me more than anything about Ghostbusters 2 is that they are at no point heroes. Like, the whole thing, the big joke is that, like, New Yorkers just don't care that they saved the city five years ago. No, New Yorkers do care. The, the authorities don't care. The authorities don't care. Because the, because when they, when they start talking in the courtroom, people applaud. Yes, but the kids don't care. Kids don't care about anything. Uh, yeah. They care about He-Man. They care about the newest thing. Yeah. And they're not the newest thing. I don't know. I just... Captain America still sells toys five years in. Cars still sells toys. I mean, yeah, but like, I think that when Captain America came out and Iron Man started showing up at birthday parties, people were like, we want Captain America! <laughs> Can you freaking imagine? Oh, those awful kids. That's how kids are. I know. This is a scene... Did. There's a scene like this in so many... And this is an 80s movie thing. Where the kids don't care. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that was that sucked, but they had to show that how that was their their way of showing how far they've fallen. If I hold on real quick. 
Are you familiar with the film Gorillas in the Mist? Never even heard of it. Okay, cool. If I told you in 1989, Sigourney Weaver was nominated for an Oscar for Best Actress in a Leading Role for Gorillas in the Mist. Hey, you can't get on Google, because my question is, without Googling it, what is this movie about? Gorillas spelled like gorilla. Like gorillas. She's, I don't know, playing Jane Goodall. Man, you nailed it. It's not Jane Goodall. It's Diane Fossey, which I imagine is just fictionalized Jane Goodall, which I could be wrong if that's another name of somebody who loves gorillas then i'm so sorry diane fossey i i definitely knew who you were but that's uh, like, like i thought this was going to be like a planet of the apes knockoff like sci-fi art film when i read the title hold on also i do assume that if diane fossey is a real person that she loves bacon and eggs and is still with us diane fossey died in 1985 okay is a real person dang it yeah um i mean not fossey was it. one I'm of the sure foremost primatologists in the world a member of the so-called trimates a group Get of prominent female trimates that's a group of awesome. prominent female scientists originally sent by <laughs> Leaky to study the great apes in their natural environments, along with Jane Goodall, who studied chimpanzees, and Barute Caldicas, Galdicas, who studied orangutans. Oh my gosh, forget Bacon and Eggs. We're starting a so new podcast I, about the women who study I apes was and gorillas. one degree of Kevin Bacon away from <laughs> nailing it entirely. And as soon as, I, as soon as I said Jane Goodall, I was like, Jane Goodall did chimpanzees. So our new podcast, The Trimates. The Trimates. Which is- Where you and a- me interview a different try guy every week. <laughs> About the, life about, about the lives of Jane Goodall and <laughs> Diane Fossey. <laughs> Uh, you get eight total episodes out of that because there's four try guys, right? Yeah, it's like we, four we, interview, try guys. we interview Eugene about. There are 12 episodes. Yeah, we interviewed Eugene about Jane Goodall, and then the next week about. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. It, it, like, it cycles around in such a way that. The first interview is with Eugene, but also the last interview is with Eugene. It's okay, but a, what you get what I'm saying, though. Like, yeah. we interview each of them about one of these people. I'm going to send this email. <laughs> the Try Guys, we have a podcast for you we to have try. A, we have a 12-episode podcast for you. For you to try with us. How, how well-versed are you in... And can you imagine the video of, like, we tried a podcast... <laughs> oh man Sigourney Weaver so she's had three best actress noms uh, as long as we're talking about the Oscars um, two of them were in 1989 it was best actress and best supporting actress uh, what was her best supporting actress for? Working Girl Working Girl I think I know that uh, it looks like it falls into the same categories as Hidden Figures Elizabeth and Gorillas in the Mist but it would appear to be hold on Harrison Ford Melanie Griffith and Sigourney Weaver in what must be a romantic comedy I've seen this movie have you yeah is it funny is it serious is it Uh, I don't I'm trying to remember which one this is this is like I guess before like romantic comedies because you've got mail would you call that a funny movie that's a rom-com that is the rom-com but it's not funny yes it is oh well what am I thinking of Sleepless in Seattle I have not seen Sleepless in Seattle okay I think that one's also, funny. I believe a rom com. I believe it is Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Yeah, I think that's the other one. Yeah, yeah. What a what a ridiculous. Tess How McGill is a working class uh, girl from Staten Island with a bachelor's degree in business from evening classes. She works as a stockbroker secretary in the mergers and acquisitions department of Wall Street Investment Bank, aspiring to be an executive position. Tricked by her boss into a date with his last lascivious cocaine snorting colleague, she gets into trouble by using the office ticker to insult him as reassigned as a secretary to a new executive, Catherine Parker. Seemingly supportive, Catherine encourages Tess to share ideas. Tess suggested a client, Trask Industries. I've seen this movie. <laughs> Next week on Bigger Eggs. This is a, I, I don't, 
So it's 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 not a rom com. It's like a, it's like a deadly serious thing. It's not deadly serious. Give me the rest of this cast. It's 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 a it's a it is a comedy in the Shakespearean sense. Comedy drama romance is how uh, I'm. Is, is it a romance? I have not found the part where it's romance unless she's gay and I don't remember it. Uh, uh, I don't know. I know that this. I I mean, where's where's Han Solo in all this? Oh, he's the jerk. No, no, no. I mean, like Han Solo, like with the blaster and the vest and the smart smirks. Oh, he's not the jerk. Never mind. He is another partner. I haven't found the Alec Baldwin looks freaking scary in this working girl film. You know what I said, Ethan, when I sat down to record today? I said, Ethan, actually, I didn't say it to you. I said it to Tyler. I said, Tyler, eyes up. Today's episode of Bacon and Eggs will not be a rabbit hole down IMDb. I, I said that to myself. Well, too bad. <laughs> Here we are. Anyway, uh, Working Girl, worth a watch. Uh, I've definitely seen this movie. I'm just struggling to remember details about it, but like I remember the names. I don't you know. Remember now the, I'm going to have to watch Working Girl. You remember the names Harrison Ford, Sigourney Weaver, and Melanie Griffith. You remember those names? No, I remembered... <laughs> Like the character names, Alec Baldwin, Joan Cusack. Those are names that you f- you're you're familiar with. Um, although if you want to watch a uh, what is it called? Trading Places is what it's called. Uh, it's got Dan Aykroyd in it, and it's like uh, it's him and Eddie Murphy, and they pretend to be rich and then become rich. That is my life every day of the week. Eddie like Murphy they work movie. for like big business and then like swindle the big business guys out of all their money question for you yeah eddie murphy movie could not be eddie murphy could be different uh african-american comedian where he dies and he like comes back to life in a rich white dude's body huh are you talking about heaven can wait Uh, oh maybe they've made that movie like three times no eddie murphy (sighs) wait comes back in a rich white dude's body Down to Earth is a 2001 American fantasy comedy film directed by Chris and Paul Weitz and written by Chris Rock, Lance Crowther, Ali LeRoy, and Louis C.K. This is what it is. Chris Rock. It was Chris Rock. Is what it was. It was Chris Rock. This movie is bad. It was a bad movie. It's the third film based on Harry Siegel's stage play, Heaven Can Wait. Yeah. Nailed it. Look at us go. Look at us go. Look at us go. Okay. I've seen this movie. Okay. uh, Ghostbusters 2. Ghostbusters Ghostbusters 2. Ghostbusters 2. Or riffs. I'm okay with riffs also. Just not. We'll get get there. We're only 38 (laughs) minutes into this recording, which we started like 10 minutes into this recording. (laughs) So, Ghostbusters 2. I'm going to just, you know what? I'm going to close my browser. (laughs) I, I'm going to sit the way I used to sit when I played Diablo 2. I'm going to close my browser. I'm I'm looking at Discord. This way I can't mess it up. And, oh gosh, I'm so uncomfortable. I am nothing about this is comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) You look uncomfortable. (laughs) Uh, I think... Because I, I think my knees are supposed to be in the chair. For the- Probably. Your knees are usually supposed to be in the chair. In the chair? Like at the back of the chair? Yeah. Yeah, that's how normal people sit. <laughs> okay. You're going to break that chair. No. I got it. Uh, All right. Oh, this actually ain't too bad. You, are you AC Slatering that? Yeah, you are. Who's AC Slater? Oh, AC Slater was... <laughs> I gotta stop making references. Sherman Schrader. Who's Sherman Schrader? Uh, Jonah Hill. Accepted. A.C. Slater was the guy on Saved by the Bell, oh. show I've never seen, that sits on chairs backwards. The only reason I know that name is from uh, Laces Out, where Pat McAfee talked about t- sitting on the toilet like that. Doesn't he do a bit? No, we're not gonna... <laughs> There's no Pat McAfee bit that we can say on this show. The problem with sitting on the toilet backwards is that you have to take your pants off. Okay, that's that's the only thing. Which I guess probably isn't a problem when you really think about it. it just improves the whole thing. I think his argument was like that you did it in the night. You now you got a place for your cereal. That was his joke. Yeah. You get the tank. 
Okay. Anyway. Okay. okay. Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2. 2. This movie kind of sucked, TVH. movie kind of sucked. I'm so done with Ghostbusters. I am ready to wait like six months until yeah, a when movie When does Ghostbusters Afterlife even come out? I don't I, know when it comes out. I'm not going to look it up. I'm not going <laughs> to go on the internet and look it up. I'm not going to I'm not gonna subject myself to that kind of hate. Uh, so what were some parts that you did like about this movie? Uh, I liked that... Uh, you, you know what I actually really like between Ghostbusters 1 and 2 is uh, Harold Ramis's... Nope, not Harold Ramis. Uh, Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis's outfits are yeah. so they like they look so ridiculous and stupid in the context of the film. But if you were like pull those out and put them into like today's world, they are like the peak of fashion. Yeah, like 100%. really small dude in slim fit clothing is like, like he was that's very, in. That's so in. <laughs> Oh, Rick Moranis, I, the gatekeeper himself. I loved his relationship with, uh, or uh, the keymaster. Yeah, I can never remember. Oh, his his relationship with Janine. Yes, I love that that blossomed in this. Did that just? Yeah, they just let that one work. I, I love that he was their lawyer. <laughs> yeah. No, I loved. Yeah, the whole first scene. Where- <laughs> and he's show yeah where he first shows up and he's like guys you don't want to do this i normally work in contracts <laughs> and i got my law degree in night school and they go we got arrested at night <laughs> <laughs> and I, he looks at them like oh god i love yeah i love the whole sequence of uh the cop showing up and being like what you digging <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are, you, what are you thinking? And there, there's never any. They were. They never had any fear of of staying in jail. They were just like, you know, whatever. We're the Ghostbusters. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I yeah, I I I couldn't remember how the film ended. I knew that the Statue of Liberty came to life. That was such a pointless thing that happened in this movie. It they had such- to rally New York, man. That was the only <laughs> way they could do it, apparently. Which, like, as they were doing that, I was like, this would only result in more negativity in New oh, York. Oh, yeah. If yeah. You, brought you the destroyed Statue- the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you have caused major, major problems in New York City. Irreparable damage. This one also didn't shoot New York the way the first one did. The first one shot New York from, like, uh, every man's perspective. This one, I felt like, shot New York from like a New York perspective, you know? Well, yeah, because New York, every, you know, to to uh, treat everybody, to be miserable and treat everybody like dirt is every New Yorker's God-given right. That is a great line. That's how people in, in, front, in and from New York acted, though. Oh, I know. And I think that's a great line. Like, that is 100% the most accurate thing about that movie, or about this movie, <laughs> yeah, they were is like, the mayor being like, New Yorkers get to be miserable. I love that they said we estimate 3 million people who are miserable. And the, like the mayor later says that there's like 10 million people. He says 3 million people in the tri-state area. And the mayor says 10 million New Yorkers get to be miserable. In my mind, 3 million was such a low number. Like when he dropped that yeah. figure, I was like, you think only 3 million people are unhappy in New York in City? In New York? <laughs> what Do you a- know what the rent is? <laughs> In 1989, before the housing crisis of 2008, probably wasn't probably wasn't too shabby. No, it was still pretty bad. I don't know, man. Ross and friends got those nice apartments. Uh, Ro- Monica, Monica, and, and uh, yeah, Monica and Rachel's apartment, the, the one they live in at the beginning, was left to them. Was left to them, and Ross is like a like a you know like a doctor, yeah, like a proper. By the end of it, they all have like, except for Joey, have like no, except Phoebe have like yeah. real careers. Joey I mean, t- was like a recurring star on a soap. Yeah, uh, Chandler is. Yeah, J- Joey was doing all right. Drake Ramore, and also Chandler was carrying that. And Chandler was like a proper successful. What was he like a yeah. analyst? A d- data and. Entry, not data entry specialist data like he was he did some job job yeah he did white collar job yeah and uh he because he had to to use the weekly net usage statistics the weenus <laughs> <laughs> 
and uh and uh rachel goes from like unemployed to barista to like running marketing at ralph lauren Mm -hmm. (laughs) because when you're attractive white people you can do anything (laughs) that's exactly what friends teaches us yep ghostbusters 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 you don't even have to talk about you want to talk about privilege and ghostbusters those three white dudes were never afraid of the cops ever (laughs) even a little bit even a little bit they were like we're the ghostbusters i uh, they they do hold true to their convictions i think there's when you were watching this movie were there any moments where you're like man this is really good like they really had a whole thing going with the writing in this movie it's just so poorly executed or did you just think the whole thing was garbage no i i think that there was the legitimately like good there was a good script in here somewhere if it had the bones was it missing the ghost (laughs) i guess i mean like the mayor the mayor coming in and being like look I don't know what you're talking about, but I just spent an hour last night talking to Fiorello LaGuardia, and he's been dead for 30 years. What did you... Ooh! Yeah, that was a funny, funny line. Also, the Titanic shows up, which... Right, like, the, the idea of all these ghosts from the past coming back was a good thing that they could have expounded upon better. Yes. It is also something that the other Ghostbusters films, I don't want to say canon, because it's not canon, it has been booted, but the other Ghostbusters films, like, don't explore at all is, like, who the ghosts were. Are. Yeah, are. There's, like, a the go- little... Yeah, the ghosts in the first one and the other one are just a nameless rabble. Right. There is a little bit of, like, uh, in, the fir- in, in the 2016, there's, like, oh, this was the daughter she's the worst person that ever lived and then there's in the uh subway there's you know, this is the first person executed but it was still it was still nobody it wasn't like who they were had no bearing on anything right and like you were dealing in the first ghostbusters with like a long dead deity zool there is only zool um but yeah this one it had all the guests the ghosts from the past and that's like a good thing that you could have used better yes i did think the titanic thing was pretty sweet though it was pretty funny yeah i laughed it was also like titanic we just got a uh from doctor from pier 34 okay what's the problem they said the titanic just arrived <laughs> better late than never and, and it's just like a huge ship with a hole in it just you know <laughs> and with, with a bunch of ghosts getting off it, it does presuppose that the people died i guess like on the ship like, lots of people died on the ship did they yeah i don't know enough about the titanic julia i'm so sorry well n- n- i mean i don't know if a lot of people died on the ship but a lot of people died in the water around <laughs> the near ship. the ship and i feel like if you see the ship coming back up you're gonna hop back on and ride it to new york because you know? you're a ghost you're a ghost they got there quick how far from new york were they uh, a good while. It was pretty. Was it early? I don't in the know. I don't know anything. I'm not opening Google. Nope, no Google. We've we've killed Google. I mean, you know, some folks they say she would have made Whitefish Bay if she put 15 miles behind her. Is that what they say? About the Edmund Fitzgerald, yeah. Well, she didn't. Uh, she didn't, yeah. And then and then she died. She sunk. Yep. Well, that Spirit was... said, never gives up her dead when the gales of November come early. What is, what are come down to like poncha train? Rest your it's soul like, and yeah, feed your pretty, brain. It's a pretty similar song. It's the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. It's like ah. a song. Oh. And it, it holds like limerick cadence the whole time. Man, I ooh, I love a good song about a shipwreck. That's great. Great song. Uh, Gordon Lightfoot. It's, it is a much more recent song than you would have thought. I mean, it's not recent, but it, that's also a much more recent shipwreck than I ever think possible. How? Ships don't wreck anymore. What are you talking about? You can't crash a boat. People don't die in shipwrecks in lakes in America. You could just call someone. Yeah, you could just call somebody, but it happened in like 1975. Oh gosh, that's so recent. Also, the superior is so cold. There is no way. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I just didn't like when they talk about it in the song. I'm like, oh, this happened in, you know, the, uh, yeah, the, the 1901 because <laughs> it's like a steel ship headed down from Wisconsin to Cleveland. And I'm like, this sounds this is the most like industrial revolution thing I've ever heard. I'm really bad at dates. <coughs> 
Like, I would always be like, this is stupid to make us memorize dates in high school. So I would learn them for the test, and now I've forgotten them. But if I found a way to really remember them, I think I would have a much better idea of what happened in the past. Because, like, prior to, I would say, 1960, I have no idea when anything happened. I mean, I've got a general idea of, like, you know, there's there's touchstones. It's like, I know pretty much whether or not things happened before we landed on the moon. That's 1969. That's 1969. Yeah. And so, like... Okay, so I'm still good. <laughs> I know 1929 is, uh the uh stock market crashes yep and stock market crashes go into the great depression but i could not tell you the dates for world wars one or two world war two started in 39 <laughs> and the u.s got involved in 41 and then it ended in 45 it ended in 46 d-day was in 45 okay yeah i believe no i would have said like 24 to 38 or something <laughs> And then uh, World War Two One was like 1914 to 1918. This is some short wars. Well, it was. I mean, you I'm know, sure they were long then. It's a lot less but. complicated then. <laughs> Guys, you know, got dressed up in uniforms and marched in straight lines and shot each other in ditches. It's all guerrilla now. Yeah, and that's why wars take forever. Yeah, it takes a long, long time. You can you can do a lot of shooting each other's drones. Yeah. Um. Hey, anyway, this is enough talk about war. Let's get to Ghostbusters. <laughs> it's a kind of a war. It's a ghost war. That's more I'm more interested in discussing I, on this yesterday, podcast. I, yesterday I called Ghostbusters 2016 uh, Paul Blart Ghost Cop, <laughs> and I have not stopped laughing about that yet. That is a good name for it. If you were to rename this movie, what would you call it? I would call it, um, they literally repainted the decal on their hearse. Yeah, for a, with a two. With a two, that's what I would call it. Because they were Ghostbusters too. Ghostbusters is my favorite Chinese restaurant. Is it? Yeah. Where you know how you know how Chinese restaurants do that? Like with the 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 place by where I live is Cafe Asia Two. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it is the better. Cafe Asia Cafe... One isn't is exi- doesn't exist anymore, but it's still Cafe Asia Two. Cafe Asia Two is better in every way. Agreed. It's the it's a, it's a good sequel. Is it, it's still open. But yeah, they reopened business and they were like, yeah, Ghostbusters 2 now. <laughs> ridiculous. I guess because they had to like shut down because they got sued by everybody, which was stupid. Just let them be heroes. Just let them be heroes. Yeah, but the, yeah, you, you can't let them be heroes because then you have no tension at the beginning. They have no reason to have stopped talking to each other. They, I don't need them to. You know what the first no, shot but, of Age but of Ultron 80 is? sequels needed them to. You know what the first shot of Age of Ultron is? Is all six Avengers just beating the crap out of a random horde. Yeah. Actually, the first- And people hate that movie oh people are wrong about age of ultron that's a freaking gem more people like avengers or captain america civil war than they do age of ultron yeah i would agree with that i probably like civil war and captain america civil war shares more with ghostbusters 2 than age of ultron does because there's tension yes also there's no world in which i like civil war better than uh, age of ultron i have <laughs> You know what's crazy is we're talking about the Marvel movies, and I'm like, we're going to need to like review all of those in a row. I haven't seen those in so long. <laughs> I have less than zero desire to do that again. <laughs> we, spent, you... we have spent 22 weeks talking about MCU movies on this show. Probably a lot more than that. No, that's how many MCU movies there are. Yeah, but we did an Avengers week. We did. Okay, so 23 weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 23 episodes. So if we did Bacon and Eggs Week, Camp Bacon and Eggs, where you can pay $1,000 to spend a week with Tyler and Ethan, where we watch all 22 Marvel movies in, in Phase 1, in Sector 1. In the uh, the Infinity Saga. In the Infinity Saga. In the Catskills. You're telling me you wouldn't do that? Oh, I would. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I would do that in a heartbeat. <laughs> we can put a table up at the front, and we go up and talk about it for 30 minutes, and then we take a break. Yeah. <laughs> There's a break every two movies. It's grueling. <laughs> Nobody has fun. Nobody has fun. It sucks really hard. <laughs> but you did it. You get the t-shirt for an additional yeah. $34.95. 
<laughs> you get that comes the admission comes with a pin that says I watched all the Marvel movies at one time with these two idiots in the Catskills in the Catskills sure <laughs> yeah big dirty dancing guy I have a big dirty dancing guy I would put dirty dancing in my top 10 ro- I don't know what you're about to say here but this is a bonkers take <laughs> romance movies god I dirty dancing is straight up not in my top 100 favorite movies oh easily easily I could make I could find a hundred movies I like better than Dirty Dancing. I probably I probably could too, but I think I think I could find a hundred movies I like better. But if you were to ask me to list a hundred movies that I liked, Dirty Dancing would be named before a lot of it. If nobody had said Dirty Dancing, like if I went in cold, like I woke up in the morning and somebody was like, Name a hundred movies. (laughs) Name a hundred movies that you like. Dirty Dancing would not come up. Really? Yeah. I don't think about it very much. I think Dirty Dancing would be in the in the fiftieth percentile or better. Mm, Yeah, I'm pretty sure it would take me over a hundred movies to get to Dirty Dancing. I've learned the longer we do the show, the more movies I've seen. Isn't it wild how that works? <laughs> it's wild how that works. You know what's crazy? And I felt, you know, I feel so bad about this. It's like Mary Clay gave me that poster of, of the, all the hundred greatest movies. Yeah, you'd seen ninety eight of them. The no, it's it's actually a little bit different. Oh, it is. They have I guess updated it. Okay, mine is a different list. A slightly, slightly different list because I had seen like ninety four of them. <laughs> And I was like, I'm simply just not going to sit here and scratch off 94 of these movies. I'm going to like, I decided I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scratch them off as I rewatch them. Oh, so you're going to rewatch movies. Tell me more. Tell me yeah, more. Yeah, I mean. Would Hairspray make your top 100? I know that. No. <laughs> oh, Hairspray. Hairspray would make, um, or Dirty Dancing would make my top 100 72 times over before I put Hairspray in there. I think. Hairspray is one of my least favorite movies. Oh, I just, oh. It is obnoxious. Oh. Good morning, Baltimore. Nothing? No, I don't, so I don't have a problem rewatching movies. I have a problem with people that watch the same four movies over and over and over okay. again. Okay, interesting, yeah. Like, I've, I've, you know, there's a lot of movies that I've seen one time that I wouldn't mind seeing a second time, and, like, I'm sure I'll get around to watching them at some point. Like, a lot of movies on there, it's like, I'm gonna see The Godfather again at some point. I'm gonna have to watch it for the first time at some point, so those things will likely coincide. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna have to cover The Godfather eventually. Yeah, one month we'll have, uh, no months start with G, right? Oh, I didn't just embarrass myself bad, did I? (laughs) I don't think so, no. (laughs) Okay, cool. (laughs) Have God February. God, God February. God February. Do we just watch like the Godfather movies and then like you, you top it off with Scarface or the Irishman? No, because you Hattie don't. A... So you don't watch Godfather Part Three. So you just don't watch it. You don't watch it. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of Godfather. Yeah, that's why. Is you get to you get done with. Mm, mm, probably five and a half to six hours of Godfather and then Godfather part three comes on you're like wait a minute this is the one where Al Pacino dies at the end because somebody poisoned his orange juice well you just spoiled it man because it's stupid somebody could spoil his orange juice I could spoil orange juice no poison poison I said that's what I said poison but it's like it's just at the end it's like everything wraps up very nicely and 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 Michael Corleone sitting there in a in his villa in Italy and he takes a sip of his orange juice and dies, and they roll credits. The Godfather Part Three. Um, hang on, it's probably like a, probably like the world's most overrated seventy-five percent. I'm I'm opening the internet to search the Godfather Part Three on Rotten Tomatoes and then closing it again. Okay, sixty-eight percent to the other two being like ninety-nine, right? Uh, yeah. It is also, I mean, it is 16 years after The Godfather Part 2. Comes out? Yeah. It came, it came out in 1990. The other two were 72 74? and 74. Really? Yeah. So Godfather is in 99, or 98, 98, and Godfather Part 2 is the one that people like better. Nope, 97, 97. But people do, that one gets higher on people's lists. Yeah, people say like, Godfather Part 2 is like the best movie ever made. Yeah, so like those two are, it's a, it's a perfect back-to-back. I, 
you know, it's the same. Like Marlon Brando's not even in the the part three, but Good it's, it's morning, great. Baltimore. Yeah, the Godfather movies are great, but like, yeah, you, you watch the Godfather, uh, the Godfather Part Two. If we're just doing movies like that, probably the Godfather, Godfather Part Two, Goodfellas, and American Hustle. That's your month. No Irishman. Uh, Irishman is not uh the same thing. It's not? No, the Irishman is uh like unions, I think. About the Teamsters, about Jimmy Hoffa. Oh. I don't know anything about these gangster movies. Nothing. Every time I try to put put on a gangster movie and watch it, I just immediately fall asleep. I love them. I'm sure they're good. I'm sure I'm not giving them the the chance that they deserve. Like I I know that wholeheartedly. Because I know for a time in my life I watched the movie Electra like four times in a week. So I know that I'm wrong. So, um, The Irishman is a true story. It's also on Google, Ethan. I'm just I'm just checking to make sure I was correct about that. Oh, uh, yeah. The Irishman is uh, uh, based on a true story. No, it is a true story. They filmed it as it happened with great cinematography and, and, and three cameras for a conversation. It was very unusual. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. Not American Hustle. Uh, let's see. We got, yeah, Godfather Part 1, Godfather Part 2, uh, Goodfellas, and The Departed. Is The Departed a gangster movie? Yeah. What is this movie? It's a gangster, it's a gangster movie from the other side the cop side good cop side yeah, yeah. all right uh, although I, I am not budging on goodfellas one of the best movies ever made you know what i always get goodfellas mixed up with even though i have not seen either of them all the way through what usual suspects very different movie uh usual suspects oof oof does that make you a top 100 oh usual suspects yeah yeah I'm trying. I'm trying to decide if it's better than Goodfellas or not. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know. Goodfellas. I mean, Usual Suspects and Hairspray are kind of duking it out in my brain right now. You seen Good, uh, the Usual Suspects? I seen like about half of it. It was really good. I, I think I. I think I legitimately fell asleep like Goodfella- just out of exhaustion. I mean, yeah, Goodfellas is a 96, 97, and Usual Suspects is an 89, 96. These are universal acclaim sort of movies. Yes. Uh, they are dorm room posts. Those two movies are dorm room posters for two completely different guys. They live together though. Although they are both about crime like snatch yeah we just do dorm room poster movie june yeah but then you can't do the godfather the june father yeah because we're straight up not relegating the godfather to a dorm room poster movie <laughs> like we we can cover uh the usual suspects snatch fight club and boondock saints and that's your month <laughs> that's we would lose our entire our entire audience our entire, like, we would lose our entire audience if we did the godfather back to back followed by goodfellas and then the departed our entire audience people would be like people would be like this is it very very dark you did two francis Ford coppola movies and then two martin scorsese movies <laughs> things got very dark please do hairspray that's what they would yeah. say they yeah. would say, please just okay, yeah. So give me hairspray. Yeah, yeah. When when we watch Goodfellas, eventually the 1990 <laughs> classic, you're gonna look at it and go, how did Martin Scorsese not win an Oscar for 16 more years? <laughs> but Martin Scorsese had nothing to do with. Uh, if I've learned anything about too. the Oscars, it's that they just generally don't know anything. Yeah, I've decided today as well that I've ruled another one out, and I don't want 1917 to win uh, Best Picture. Why is that? I just don't want another war movie to win it. They like they, they, they like the war movies though, Ethan. They do tend to like the war movies. You know, that time Avatar got beat by uh the what the one woman to ever win Best Picture for the Hurt Locker. The Hurt Locker. The James Cameron. It was his wife, right? Avatar. Okay. To be fair, Avatar did not deserve Best Picture. <laughs> but it was. I don't know if it was because of our age or if there was genuine outrage in the film community. But like, I remember from no, my I, perspective, I, Avatar losing was like how dare you yeah that was the height of me not being a film guy yeah 
Because <laughs> I remember also, like, a couple years later, I was mad that The Great Gatsby wasn't nominated for Best Picture. Yes, I remember that also, because I we were in uh, Fraternity Chapter, and we were like, oh my god. Because when I saw The Great Gatsby, it was the best movie ever made. Yeah, it was. I was like, this is so dope. This is This is as good as it gets. It's still great. But it is not a great movie. <laughs> Toby and Leo do need to do more work together. I'll tell you that much. I hate Toby Maguire. <laughs> I t- I just wish that they could go back and like we could do a Toby Maguire month. Yeah, called Webuary. Just no, 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 not just Spider Man. Oh, okay. We could do a non. We could do a non Toby. I'll tell you what. I say a lot that I don't like Toby Maguire, but we could do a non Spider Man Toby Maguire month where we do four movies that I like. We like Gatsby and Seabiscuit and. Uh, I've never seen Sea Biscuit. No, it's so boring. How I tried try to watch it one time. Oh, okay. It's so boring. It's like, well, wait a minute. Uh, no, uh, let's see. I can find a fourth because we got Gatsby, we got the Cider House Rules, we got Pleasantville. We gotta have something else in there. There's gotta be a fourth. You can just do a Jake Gyllenhaal movie and pretend it's Tobey Maguire. Nightcrawler. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's like Nightcrawler. <laughs> Love Nightcrawler. That movie is crazy. Crazy pants. Yeah. Okay, so... That movie where I was like, Jake Gyllenhaal should be arrested, just in case. That dude is bonko. He is straight up insane. Anyway, uh, Ghostbusters 2 won no Oscars. Probably not nominated for any Oscars. Probably didn't deserve to be nominated for any Oscars. Not even Best Original Song? I don't know. Hang on. You're making me use Google. No, 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 no. You need All to right. do this uh, off the dome. I don't know. The, 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 let's see. Critical response. Post-release. Um, IMDb has like a... There's not like a, like a Wikipedia spot for awards and accolades. So I don't think it got many. Hold on. I can find out. I'm good at this. I know how to type. Oh, you can't type in. I, I just typed in Ghostbusters 2 Oscar, and that's the name of the baby. Oh, you're right. It did have an Oscar. It had an Oscar. It had two wins and one nomination. Uh, Wait, where are you finding this? Across all award shows um, on oh. IMDb. No no Oscar nods. Uh, did win at the BMI Film Music Award. Winner of the BMI Film Music Award. And winner of the most performed song from a film. Uh, for the song On Our Own. Most performed song? I don't even know what the BMI is. I don't know either. Uh, and it was a nominee for the Young Artist Award for Best Family Motion Picture Comedy. It did not win. Man, they had a um, loose idea of what was a family movie in 1989. Uh, it lost to Parenthood and was also nominated with, dang it, we're here again. Nominated with Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Look Who's Talking, The Wizard, and Turner and Hooch. Okay. Well, they had a loose idea of what was a family comedy because there's like sex in this. Uh, like there's just unnecessary people having sex. Yes. Yes, there is. I will let you know that uh, the Young Artist Awards did vote Best Motion Picture Drama Dead Poet Society in 1989. Um, so that's something. Okay. I don't care what the Young Artist Awards did. Uh, they, let me. I just want to read you this category for award that Randy Jocelyn won for Family Matters. I think if you get nominated for this award, I don't know how you go up and you accept it. Best Young Actor Guest Starring in a Television Series. Best Young Actor Guest Starring in a Television Series. You go up and say, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. This is a weird Thank thing you. I did. This is cool. Appreciate ya. Oh, man. I was going to be mad for a second because I, for- I thought the Dead Poet Society didn't win Best Picture and I was correct. And I was like, how did it not win Best Picture? It lost to Driving Miss Daisy, which is like a phenomenal movie. So I can't be mad at that. I've not seen Driving, McDa- M- M- Driving Miss Daisy. Oh, oh, great movie. Yeah? Yeah. It's like um the opposite of Green Book. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, where he's... Morgan Freeman is a driver for this crotchety old white woman and she... Uh, 
you know, turns her he turns her into a not racist. And who does Viggo Mortensen play? No one. He was young. It's 1989. Okay. So, um, we were asked to riff, and I want to give a little preview to the to the bash rounds with some riffing before we hash brown riff before we. What wrap. are we riffing on? There's questions. Okay, we're saving those for the hash browns. Oh no. Okay. Oh no, these are main content riffing questions. All right, all right, all right. You you riff them then, Ethan. I want to let you know that somebody's asking about ranch on pizza, and I have strong feelings about ranch on pizza, and they're they they were for many years of my life incorrect strong feelings. Okay. Ranch on pizza is correct in a pizza where ranch is already a topping. Okay. So like buffalo chicken pizza has ranch on it. Agree? Well, first of all, ranch doesn't... I mean, yeah, if you're having like a buffalo chicken pizza, I guess. But the ranch doesn't go on the pizza. The pizza gets dipped into the, the ranch. pizza gets dipped into the ranch. The, you dip the pizza into the ranch if and only if the pizza without the ranch is worse than ranch ever. You know what I'm saying? Like when you dip a pizza... No, that was not a sentence you, that made sense to me. When you dip a pizza into ranch, it's because this pizza is so disgusting that only ranch dressing, unless it is New York style pizza from Brickhouse Tavern in Newport News, in which case the ranch makes it better, but the pizza was already awesome i disagree man ranch on pizza is dope i love ranch on pizza but i think yeah. if you go to- i'll put ranch on every pizza i get at this point you used to be a big anti-ranch on pizza guy i was an anti-ranch guy entirely yeah i'm still not gonna i'm straight up not gonna order ranch dressing for a salad no you, you- ranch ranch dressing i get it it's like call we call it a dressing <laughs> that is a that is a sauce that's a dipping sauce that is a dipping sauce that is like asking for ranch dressing in your salad to me is pretty much akin to asking for marinara sauce on your salad or or just like mustard cake queso <laughs> yeah or queso i would like a salad with queso nah salad with queso wouldn't be that bad bad for you yeah, yeah 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 but like but like ranch dressing is just not the right kind of thing for a salad you know right nice it is too it is too thick nice cob salad with ranch i don't know man that's some yummy yummy stuff right there i would rather just have caesar i love a good caesar but suppose you get up to the counter at the actually i know exactly what you do in this situation uh you get up to the counter at the chick-fil-a guy he only brought so many salads he ran out of caesars three people ago you gotta get a cob what dressings just chick-fil-a have uh you can get uh what are my options you here? got ranch you've got chick-fil-a honey mustard you got chick-fil-a sauce uh that's it. I'm not a Chick-fil-A sauce kind of guy while we're while we're on the subject. Say that again. Ranch, honey mustard, Chick-fil-A sauce. Polynesian. I threw the Polynesian in just now. I did that for you. Okay. I don't like Polynesian. Actually, I might. I don't know. I'm not cavalier. None enough. of those are salad dressings. What? Yes, they are. What are you doing then? Chick-f- honey mustard? Not a salad dressing. Mu- Chick-fil-A sauce? Not a salad dressing. Oh, these are all salad dressings. Honey mustard no, is salad dressing every day of the week. Oh, uh, I disagree. You can go down to the Village Grill, the Villaggio, the Village, the MGM Grandin. Uh-uh. And you can get a uh, uh, bacon honey mustard salad dressing for your Cobb salad or whatever other salad you want from there. But I'm a big Cobb salad guy. I like a hard boiled egg with my salad. I don't think I've ever had a Cobb salad. What? It's like a normal salad, but there's hard boiled egg involved. Yeah, I don't want it then. Oh, that's... that's. I don't like hard boiled eggs at all. Oh my gosh. It tastes so good. That's my least favorite way to eat an egg. Least favorite way to eat egg? What's the best... Well, no, like, uh, sorry, soft boiled would be my least favorite way to eat an egg. Soft boiled? Is that like poached? No, it's soft boiled. That's a thing. What is... Just it's like a hard boiled egg but not quite as hard oh no that's the best way to eat an egg ah it's gross it's grossy gross 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 i don't like egg yolk you just like egg whites i just i like i like i don't like uncooked egg yolk okay so you like egg whites okay uh hold on i'm with you you like egg whites what do you think of olive oil just you know random question out there i'm just throwing that out there you trying to force (laughs) me into saying i like mayonnaise because i like the separate ingredients in mayonnaise I mean, listen, you don't know what I'm trying to do right now. That's exactly what I know what you're trying to do. 
<laughs> I don't like mayonnaise. Mayonnaise tastes rotten. Oh, disagreed. Mayonnaise is so good. It's just egg whites and olive oil. Two of the greatest I don't creations. like mayonnaise. You, you think I can make it in my home? I have egg whites. I have olive oil. <laughs> People make their own mayonnaise all the time. Do they really? Yeah, that's the thing. Oh, yeah. You know what sounds worse than, uh, well, ranch on pizza doesn't sound bad at all, but you know what sounds really bad? Kiwi, Kiwi on, pizza? on pizza? Kiwis are hard. Kiwis have hair. Hey, you're supposed to peel them. No, I'm imagining, like, yeah, like, peeled, but, like, sort of sliced in a way that there's still, like, an edge with hair. Did you not hair. see the picture? No, I didn't see the picture. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a picture. Oh, I'm just, just search Kiwi on pizza. I don't want to search it. I just want to believe No, just search, Google search P- Kiwi on pizza. You need this reference because it looks disgusting. All I'm getting is... You gotta, yeah, it just literally just type Kiwi Pizza into Twitter. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Are you seeing that the, it just looks like it's got bugs on it. Yes, I see. Oh, God. But, like, Kiwi is, like, I, I believe, I haven't had a, a fresh slice of Kiwi in a long time, but I believe Kiwi is, like, a fruit with some pop, some snap. Some some panache yeah like it's got it's got bones to it bones. not bones but like it's bones. got it's got some you know you gotta you gotta kind of bite into it you know yes it may not be the case when it's cooked though i Ooh. guess for some reason i thought about i didn't think about them cooking it i thought about them taking a cooked <laughs> cheese pizza and laying kiwi slices on it <laughs> i don't eat pineapple pizza so i don't really know how pineapple pizza goes down uh, but also i know that pineapple is a thing that you frequently cook and i don't think of kiwi as being a thing that you like you know nobody's nobody's like sitting there going ah gotta have a grilled kiwi right now mate Grilled kiwi. Kiwi on pizza, just the idea of it, like biting into something on a slice of pizza and having it go like snap grosses me out. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like pizza shouldn't be crunchy. Do you ever feel like on the topic of kiwis that maybe New Zealand shouldn't claim the kiwi bird? Because then if I also claim the kiwi bird, then when people look at it, they'll be like, oh, you're a big New Zealand fan. And I'll be like, I mean, yeah, I love New Zealand, but my love for the kiwi bird has nothing to do with my love for New Zealand. I just love them both. No, I don't think about things like that at all. What are you talking about? You're not worried that if you were like, oh, yeah, I love kiwi birds, then people would be like, oh, yeah, kiwi. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sweet as mine, sweet as mate. I I think that yeah, if I was all of a sudden like I love the kiwi bird, I think people would be like, yeah, you're you're are you from New Zealand or are you like are a you big, a big, big fan big of New Zealand? I'd be like, I mean, I just I like kiwi birds, but I also like New Zealand. Yeah, but I don't think you can get away with just one. I think like like your love for the kiwi bird has to be reflective of your love of New Zealand. I think kiwi birds only exist in New Zealand, dog. That's okay. If I love penguins, people aren't like, oh, you big uh. South Pole guy, huh? Yeah, but like penguins are like a bird that people like. They're like a they're like a likable bird. Like, look at this carved kiwi bird. Are you telling me if I had this in my house, people would come over and be like, "Oh, what carved kiwi? I'm not looking <laughs> at a carved kiwi bird." <laughs> um, well, I'm, we're getting there. Hold on. You t- Can you send it to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to try this Skype conversation button, which is only the devil. So you're telling me if I put this into my house, when people come over, they're going to be like, that's a cool kiwi bird. And they're not going to be like, oh, you, did you go to New Zealand? They're going to be like, they're going to be like, did you go to New Zealand? Exactly. That's where, that's where the problem, therein lies the problem. Now I need to either go to New Zealand or I just need to, just need to be like, uh, no, I didn't go. I just, I think this is a cool looking uh, flightless bird. Like, uh, oh, you like, you, I see you have penguin pajamas. But it's the same thing as, it, no, no, but it, kiwis and penguins are, I don't necessarily know that I have the words to describe the difference between kiwis and penguins, but like penguins are a ubiquitous thing. They are a symbol of the winter. They are a symbol of Christmas, just as much as they are a symbol of like the South Pole. Wait, but I don't, here's my thing is I don't want it to be a symbol thing. I just want it to be, I like. Right, but that's the, the thing is like, ki- but, but, but kiwis are a sort of hyper regional thing. Yeah, that's the problem. I just... It's like if you had a carved hyena, people would be like, you went to, us to, to to like the Congo or, you know. Is that what people would think? They would think that you went somewhere in Africa. Yeah. If you had like a carved wooden uh, freaking hyena. Yeah, they would think, yeah, they people would think, would think I went you to went Africa. To... Yeah. 
they would think you went to Africa. If you had a carved wooden kangaroo, they would think you went to Australia. I know, gosh, but what, but think about. But it's like if you were in if you were in England and you got a carved wooden bald eagle, <laughs> you'd be like, "You're a big American fan, big America guy, huh? Yeah, <laughs> big fan of the land of the free, man. 1776. Screw that tea. You know what I'm saying? Right. You need birds with you either need birds with less, you know, <laughs> need birds with less recognition or birds with more recognition. You need either a penguin or like a nuthatch. What is a nuthatch? It's a bird, dog. What do you think it is? Oh, that's a neat looking bird. It's like it is it is a bird shaped bird. It's it is like, like the bird bird bird. <laughs> obvious, obvious, obvious. Like that is a bird, my dude. It's like a blue jay. But like I think if you if you had so you got ducks, right? You you just get you just have all kinds of ducks. Yeah, you know the problem with collecting That's the same deal, my guy. The problem with like, collecting ducks like is people If you collected if you had a hooded merganser statue in your apartment in France, people would be like, "What is that?" <laughs> You got that in a different country, didn't you? The problem with being an American who collects duck memorabilia. Do they have hooded mergansers in France? In France. I've gone Google Images. I don't know why that would... <laughs> They're only in North America. Yeah, I'm sure they are. Lots of animals are only in North America. It's an entire continent. <laughs> Uh, here's the thing about the hooded merganser and about having duck things is if you love duck decorations, you have to be somebody who loves things that look like ducks, but also killing ducks. And I'm not cool with hunting ducks. So now I have all this duck decorations and I can't do anything with them because I don't want to hunt ducks. I just want to look at ducks. I like the way that they look. I think they look cool. Yeah. Ducks are cool, but the ducks are like a super, like sort of a hyper regional thing. The North America. Like, we have lots of, we have lots of ducks that are like North American ducks and like they're pretty much like east coast ducks hooded mergansers i mean not even hooded mergansers is like you know i don't think the people in wyoming think a whole lot about mallards oh that's a good question green mallard region you know what i love about the green mallard is that one purple spot what a, what cool what cool animal you can see it on the male and the female ah yeah um but like yeah it's the same deal it's like if you carved a loon if you had a carved loon in your house people be like so you're from minnesota i think if i had like a golden gopher people would be like oh you see you're, you're no once you tell them because people are gonna be like what is that bird because we don't have loons here and they're gonna be like you're gonna be like oh it's a the loon. mighty loon oh mighty yeah, loon mighty come loon. to kill us all <laughs> loon. yeah to you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna have to field some like oh so you're you're uh, a northerner huh oh wow you're from the great white north you, you sure do love your loons. Uh, oh, wait a minute. It's no different than when people started wearing flannels again, and everybody was like, "Ah, oh, real lumberjack hours." Yes. Do you remember this? When you put on a when you put on a red flannel, and somebody comes up to you and is like, "Oh, so you're a lumberjack?" Yeah, yeah. And now it's just like it's no, it still happens. It's it, with red flannels, it still happens. They're like a Monty Python lumberjack. Is that so? I don't know. I have a huge beard, so yeah. <laughs> when you go to India, are they? I, I look like I could chop a mean tree. Do you think you could? Yeah, chop the hell out of a tree. I guess so. Whatever. Do you want when I go what? Do you want to go to Loon Mountain with me? That's what we're gonna watch. What is all twenty three? What is Loon Mountain? Mountain is in New England. Also, I recently went to snowshoe and I discovered a fear of heights I did not know I have going down Cup Run. And all of a sudden, I was like, "This is a black diamond, and there are skis on my feet. This is the least effective way to safely get down this hill." That is not a fear of heights. That is a fear of <laughs> dying in a skiing accident. That is a rational fear, my guy. You're like, I'm going real fast on these sticks. <laughs> pizza, French fries. Pizza, French fries. <laughs> <laughs> Except when you're going down that. Oh my gosh. No, when I look at this picture, hold on. I'm going to screen cap real quick so you can see it. Dear listener, you're just going to have to understand that it's a scary picture, okay? Yeah. Scary, scary picture. I haven't seen uh, it yet, well, so I don't know. It, well, 
I do kind of want this kiwi bird, though. <laughs> right? <laughs> you kind of take a look at it, and you're like, this actually is pretty cool. I've had a weird day. So, like, I got approved for the new apartment today. Yep, yep, And yep. I have been just sitting around ever since then thinking, like, how do I decorate this place? <laughs> uh, so this is LoonMountain.com's website. Uh, when I look at this photograph, I only get anxious. That looks just like Snowshoe. There are spots when you drive up to Snowshoe <laughs> where there are refineries in the valley next to you that have smokestacks that, uh, well... Okay, guess that's over. Okay, my Skype call with Ethan has ended. But dear listener, I want to tell you that when you are at Snowshoe, there are smokestacks in the valley next to you where the the, 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 the tallest tower in the refinery is billowing smoke. And on top of that smoke, uh, the very top of it is like hundreds of yards beneath you. And it is extremely scary. I just told dear listener a story. I didn't stop recording. I did that for you. I did not stop recording either. <laughs> so I'll leave your story in. Since I think I just sang a little song like Skype is messed up, Skype is messed up. <laughs> I, was, I was very scared that audacity was messed up and i was like well this is it nope goodbye uh, you sent eggs. me that picture of you sent me that picture of loon mountain and skype exploded you mean to tell me that that view from loon mountain doesn't scare you i'm afraid of heights <laughs> so yeah it scares me <laughs> driving up to snowshoe was scary i was like chris you're taking these turns awful fast buddy that's so funny the story i just told was about snowshoe i've been to snowshoe once i can't ski so your bad knees got bad knees yeah i was like you know what i'll try it i've never tried it before i'll try it i got like halfway down the first hill of one of the bunny slopes and i was doing the pizza thing you know trying to not die and i was like my knees are gonna explode like <laughs> this, this is, is exactly the die. like because sometimes my knees and my kneecaps pop out of spot and that's what the problem with them is and like the exact position i have to be in to ski is the exact position where they are most likely to pop out it's like i can feel it happening and i was like oh god oh god i'm about to be in a lot of pain and so i just bailed and i was like i mm, i can't ski i'm not this isn't for me sorry <laughs> so what did you do there i just chilled out i drank a beer like chris ski that's fun it, it I, you find when you're skiing that it is hard yeah like, it, it's exhausting in a way that you don't expect it to be like you expect to wake yeah. up we were there i mean we were there for like three hours and chris was like i'm beat <laughs> cool did this a bunch pretty pretty low-key day we were, we were there on like a monday in february so it's a pretty low-key day well there you go uh let's wrap up bacon and eggs rapidly rapidly we're actually um, late to the wrap but we did start late and there was we started late and pauses. had some gaps so um so ghostbusters 2 electric boogaloo boogaloo are we gonna actually review whatever was electric boogaloo i, I don't know that there was an electric boogaloo <laughs> there's gotta be i think it's just a meme no uh break into electric boogaloo is an american 1984 film directed by Sam Furstenberg, sequel to 1984 breakdancing film Breakin'. These two movies came out the same year. They just filmed three hours of movie and the studio was like, uh-uh, not three hours of breakdancing. Yeah, the first one's 87 minutes of breakdancing and the second one is 94 minutes That's of exactly breakdancing. exactly what happens. The studio is like, you can't have nine, uh, you can't have you can't three <laughs> hours of breakdancing. You can't have three hours of breakdancing. <laughs> you just can't. It's against the rules. There, so the plot of Breakin' 2 is... Breaking 2 features three characters from Breaking, Kelly, Orlando, and Tony, who struggle to stop the demolition of a community recreation center by a developer who wants to build a shopping mall. That's the entire plot on Wikipedia. That's not like the tagline. That's the whole <laughs> section about plot. That would have been an awful tagline. Not tagline, but it's like, you know how there's like a, a one sentence synopsis? <laughs> Breaking 2, Electric Fugaloo, Dancer's Cat, Orlando, and Tag. <laughs> Going to the mall. Anyway. Uh, Breaking to electric boogaloo. Can you imagine All saving right. a mall being so no, a plot of no. a movie in 2020? We are never, <laughs> we are never going to, uh, 
Who would want to save a mall? The Electric Boogaloos are a street dance crew responsible for the spread of popping and electric boogaloo. The name Boogaloo came from a song called Do a Boogaloo by James Why Brown. Why are you saying it weird? Boogaloo. What? It's electric Boogaloo. It's not Boogaloo. It's... Nobody's ever said Boogaloo you've, in their life. You've always said Boogaloo. No, I haven't. It's not Boogaloo. It's Boogaloo. It's like Boogie. No, it's Boogaloo. You'll say Boogie. <laughs> Let's Boogie. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. No, you, you don't. No one says everyone that. Everyone says that. That's what they. We no all one says boogie. We all talk about it when you're not around. It's not. <laughs> we go boogieing. No one says that. We, everybody says boogie. I'm Electric boogaloo. So scared of this freaking photo of Loon Mountain. Get off of my screen. Okay, so we're not doing the thing at Loon Mountain. <laughs> but I want to go. You heard Max Funcon in the Poconos, and we're like the Poconos and the Catskills is the same thing. I don't think the. I don't think I. I. Uh, yeah, the Catskills. Yeah, that's where we're doing this. The Poconos and the Catskills are not the same. thing. Okay, have you uh, Google Cat? skills and tell me you don't want to watch every lord of the rings movie there over the course of seven days and give out an enamel pin it's uh it was the mcu not lord <laughs> of the know, rings but i'm trying to survive i only have i mean so much can't bacon and eggs sounds terrifying can't ba- it sounds like a terrifying thing to put on oh no it sounds awesome no it sounds awesome when we're there but it's like i can't put on a con are you kidding me? Well, that's why it's, you know, it's, it's, this sounds fun. So we just rent, we rent a chalet, essentially. No, we rent like a, like a hit. I don't know what chalet means. I don't know what a chalet is. I, I just mean like a spot. This, this spot is where I want to rent. At Loon Mountain. Oh, God, no. God, no. Keep me away. I'm scared. You live in the mountains. Okay. These mountains are not like those mountains. This spot. This right. is the home of Camp Bacon and Eggs. Uh, hold on. Even just a little tiny Skype version of the Loon Mountain picture is okay. stressing me out. You know, this is like, we could just go 45 <laughs> minutes up the road to the Peaks of Otter and get this exact, yes. exact experience. Yes. I think Adirondack chairs are Camp Bacon and Eggs must. So we're going we're gonna to sit outside in the fall with Adirondack chairs watching movies. Yeah, I don't... What's, 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 what's wrong with this idea? It's cold. Okay, so we'll do it in the... It's a giant projector outside for seven days (laughs) okay so maybe we have a lodge you know why cons work because they don't have weather concerns (laughs) yeah i know that's why they did their january that's why pod comes in seattle in january it does not matter what the weather does not snow yeah uh anyway wrapping this up uh uh um uh, breakfast food for ghostbusters Ghostbusters 2 uh it's like a really slimy really really slimy it is super slimy like a river of slime i would even say yeah river river dear listener if you've drafted an email to bacon and eggs media at gmail.com that says something to the effect of you barely talked about ghostbusters 2 my favorite Ghostbusters movie, one of my favorite movies of all time. I want you to know that this podcast is not about Ghostbusters 2. It is the conversation Ethan and I have after watching Ghostbusters 2. It is a very different concept. It is a very different concept. But I'm sorry we didn't talk about your favorite Ghostbusters movie very much. To elect. I would be surprised. I'd be very surprised if we got an email from a person who said that uh, Ghostbusters 2 is legitimately their favorite movie. (laughs) I would be capital S shocked. S-H-O-K-T. Breakfast food. When I think about my experience watching uh, Ghostbusters 2, I really think about what it's kind of like when you you pour the like maple and brown sugar deliciousness of uh, oatmeal into the bowl and then you put the 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 water into the mic bowl. microwave <laughs> did you bowl you have a button for that no i just said oh, bowl. okay <laughs> go on <laughs>
And you put the uh, the water Go the on. water into the microwave, and then and then you let the water uh, boil over the course of ninety to one hundred and twenty seconds. And while that's boiling over the course of ninety to one hundred and twenty seconds, you also remark in your mind that the microwave adjusted to say one thirty or two minutes or se- respectively. Uh, and then when you pull it out, you're so excited because you've got like two packets of this delicious maple and brown sugar, and you've got like like true boiling water in your hand. <laughs> You pour it in and you just pour way too much water in and now you've got this just awful not quite goopy just like runny uh sure yeah yeah runny nasty um uh go on runny nasty oatmeal i keep forgetting the word for oatmeal i really need a button for that sure uh, um so Sure. So then you eat it, and it's just not good. It's just sure, like sure. hot cereal. Sure. It's like, but not hot cereal like grape nuts. Sure. <laughs> grape nuts is the best. I don't know if you've had grape nuts. I'm a big, big fan. If you put that in the microwave after you put the milk in, holy crap, dude. Go you are on. In, I know. You're in for such a freaking treat. And so that's sure. why Ghostbusters 2 is sure. maple and sure. brown sure. sugar. Sure. Uh, Sure. Maple and brown sugar oatmeal with just a, like a lot too much, but still the right temperature water. So it's it's more slime than you needed and less oats than you needed. <laughs> that is my take on Ghostbusters 2. Go on. I had a lot of fun with that bit, and there's going to be a lot of it people don't even hear because it's just, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> You underestimate my editing skills. <laughs> what to be able to These highlight? Are, that was a that was why I, I didn't listen to a word you were saying. So I think that's why Ghostbusters Two is like oatmeal. <laughs> yes. Thank you for listening. You started so- talking in that drab, monotone <laughs> voice, and my brain stopped. If you were driving and you fell asleep, it's not my fault. It's your fault. You chose to listen to this podcast. This movie is not as good as Ghostbusters twenty sixteen, but it yeah, it's it is it, still better than is, she's the man. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I'm cool with that. <laughs> Perfect placement. Write it in. Okay, anyway, uh, Bacon and Eggs has graphics by Vaishon Brandon at graphite.vmb on Instagram and uh, music by Andrew Scott Bell, who hit us up the other day being like, hey, why do all your new podcasts not have Andrew Scott Bell music? And that's a great question. So go to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs so we can afford Andrew Scott Bell music for our new podcasts. Thank you. Thank you for or doing that. Anyway, to get them to be able to afford Andrew Scott Bell music for their podcasts. You can go to patreon.com slash well, you- that's what I'm no, slash talking about pod and also patreon.com slash uh, sincerely us probably and hello from elsewhere probably and not bagels. We have a number in mind before we start Patreon, which I think we're going to hit pretty quick. Uh, Patreon. Uh, bacon and eggs is a production of WBNE.org or is a proud member of WBNE. I don't know how we're supposed to say it and I own the network. It is. I mean, it is literally a production of WB&E. Like, it is fully made entirely by the WB&E owners. That is true. It is It is entirely that. But uh, we... Like, nobody else's hands touch ever. it. Ever. Uh, so that's that's a fun thing that we do. Uh, if you don't know what WB&E is, it's, it's a podcast network where we, we positivity through creation. We, uh, we shoot for every day of the week to have a new podcast episode out. You can check out all the shows. There's currently six of them on WB&E.org. You can listen to great shows like my other show that I do with my wife. It's called Bagels, which is also a breakfasty theme name, but it's about relationships and parenting. Uh, or you can listen to uh, what? what? What was that? What was those what? eyeballs? Oh, that was a that was a Snapchat.
Snapchat face tomorrow. Oh, okay. You can listen to Sincerely Us, which is a which is a Broadway podcast. Uh, if you if you like, uh, if you've ever seen, if you think about Good Morning Baltimore, like every day, then uh, man, you are stuck on on hairspray. hairspray. Yeah, I think that's a podcast for you. Or if you don't think about it every day, it's also a podcast for you because it's for. They talk about a lot of great musicals. Because it's because it's a well. casual musical theater fan podcast. The, the keyword there yeah. being casual, and the other keyword being musical, and the other well, actually probably the least keyword being theater because they also do the movies. Uh, I think there is an intention for me to go back on there pretty soon, but not a plan. Well, yay! And then you should also check out this podcast that is featured this week on Bacon and Eggs. Uh, it's called uh, Hello from Elsewhere. Hello from Elsewhere. Hello from Elsewhere. Casey and Valerie winners. What do you have to say about Hello? from elsewhere. Hi, I'm Valerie. And I'm Casey. And we're a married couple who loves to travel through fictional worlds. On our podcast, Hello from Elsewhere, we dive deep into the themes and characters of movies and books, all through a positive lens. We explore all your biggest questions, like... What is Steven Spielberg's obsession with father figures? What is the history of fictional maps? And why are animated foxes so attractive? Oh, Robin Hood. From Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and Jane Austen. To Star Wars, Marvel, and classic Hollywood. If it's pop culture, we're interested in exploring the meaning behind it. With new episodes every other Friday, come visit us in Elsewhere. Hello, I'm Casey Winters. And I'm Valerie Winters. (laughs) And we're from Elsewhere. We're hello from elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part is they're from Salt Lake City, which not really, but they're from Utah, which is essentially a, a village in Utah, in Utah <laughs> where the streets are paved with gold. <laughs> the roofs are thatched Walnuts, with gold. They're a friend. Roofs are thatched with gold. They help you cross the street. Uh, There's a red cross on every corner <laughs> with all the flour you can eat. <laughs> Uh, oh man i love casey and valerie if you haven't listened to hello from elsewhere um you really should honestly like if you love you should you, if it. you like fiction if you like deep like deep dives into the themes of things uh if you just want a podcast that has a male and a female host uh which is like rare uh you should listen to it or if you like the interviews that they do they're they're really really genuinely an excellent pair of podcasters and you should really check them out out. Anyway, uh, I've been Ethan Edgell, he's Vitaly Carlin, until next week, Arriva Derchi. I already did Ain't Afraid of No Ghosts.